0: standing for the reading of the word of the Lord tonight. Luke chapter 13 and we're going to begin at verse number one. chapter 13 beginning at verse 1 there were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices and Jesus answering said unto them suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans Because they suffer such things, I tell ye, I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Or now are those eighteen upon whom the tower of Salem fell and slew them, think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem. I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. He spake also this parable. A certain man had a thick tree planted in his vineyard. He came and sought fruit thereof and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, behold. These three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down, why crumbleth it the ground? And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. And if it bear fruit, well, and if not, Then, after that, thou shalt cut it down. By the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I want to uh, minister on this thought. A call to repentance. A call to repentance. Let's put down our Bibles. Let's lift up our hands and our voices. And let's call upon the name of the Lord. Dear God, we love you. We thank you, dear God, for another opportunity to stand in your house and to call upon your holy name. Dear Lord, you alone are holy and righteous, dear Lord. Oh, dear God, we want to learn of you. We want to know your ways, dear God. Oh, Lord Jesus, we want to take every opportunity that you give us, dear Lord, to come before you, dear God. Oh, Lord, and lay everything upon the altar, dear Lord. Oh, Lord, and allow you to wash us in your precious blood. Dear God, we give you the glory. We give you the honor, you see, all things, dear God, we come before you, Lord. Open, dear God, and transform your will, dear God, that we stand in need of your mercy and we stand in need of your grace, dear Lord. Have your way in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls, dear Lord. We give you all the glory and all of the hour tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You can be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. God's number one priority is to save us. Is to save the lost. He came to seek and to save that which is lost. And you will find out that he is standing before um, the crowd. And he is teaching, he teach different parables of the fact that he came to seek and to save the lost. He talked to them about how that, you'll find out that he talked about the fact that he, he talked about how that they were the sheep and how that he was the shepherd that came to find them and how that the shepherd, amen, the good shepherd, he leaves the 99 and he goes and he finds the one lost one. He finds him, he puts that sheep over his shoulders and he brings him back into the fold. You'll find out that this this thing about salvation that there are some key ingredients amen to experiencing Bible salvation that there are some things that must be there that we cannot be saved without it amen that God has ordained that it is there and that it is play in place you'll find out that It is important, and we talked about this Sunday morning, that it is important that I have faith, amen? Faith that can not only move mountains, amen, but faith that believes in God, and that believes in God's word, and believe that he is my all in all. And that whatever I need him to be, amen, that he is able to perform whatever it is that I have need of. You need comfort? Well, he's the greatest comforter, amen. If you need love, amen, I'm talking about true love, amen. A love that will not, when times gets hard, Or when you start butting heads that will get up and say, I can't do this any longer, but gets up and walks away. Can I tell you, I know that there have been many days, amen, that I have gotten on the Lord's nose, amen. I know there have been many days that his patience with me has wore very thin, amen. But you will find out that God is consistent. That God is unmovable. That he is unchangeable. Anybody glad that he is a God, amen? That doesn't change, amen? He said, I am the Lord and I change not. I'm thankful that he sticks it out with us, amen? My God, where would we be if he didn't? But he hangs in there with us. He sticks it out with us. So that is the definition of true love and unconditional love. And so you'll find out that God is everything that we need him to be. And he fulfills every last one of our needs. And so you'll find out that his primary goal is to save us. It is to deliver us. Save us from what? save us from ourselves, amen, from our destructive ways and behaviors, amen. God came to set us free. God came to deliver us. And you'll find out that in this thing called salvation, we must believe. We must believe in the gospel, amen, and that you'll find out that true faith is determined by my actions. You'll find out that many proclaim to have faith. Many proclaim to believe, but their faith is dead, amen? Because there is no actions that back up that faith that they are proclaiming. But you will find out that Jesus, amen, encourages us, amen, to back up our faith with actions, amen? He said that he that believeth, and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be condemned or damned. And so you'll find out that Jesus encourages us that that faith that I proclaim to have, it needs to be backed up with some action. Amen. Now people say, well we're not saved by works. Amen. No. We are not saved by the works of the law, amen. That means that I'm not saved, amen, by the sacrificing of lambs and bullocks and goats, amen. I'm not saved, amen, by observing the festivals, amen, in the Sabbath days, amen. For those things were simply a shadow of better things to come, amen. How many of that Jesus Christ has fulfilled all of those things, amen. And so I'm not saved by the works of the law, amen? But I do have to put some actions with my faith, amen? What do you mean? The Bible says that when Noah was warned by God, amen, that he moved, amen, with fear, amen, and he built an ark and that it was to the saving of his household, him and his family on that day, amen, can I tell you, I cannot say I believe, amen, but I don't put any words behind it, amen, I need let it be known this night, amen, that I believe in God, amen, and because I believe in God, I'm in the house of the Lord tonight, amen. Because I believe in God's word, I am here tonight. I got my hands lifted. I got my voice raised, As I recognize I'm not gonna be saved without church. Amen. I'm not gonna be saved without the preach word. Um, we were just out last week um and we invited somebody out to the house of the Lord, and they said, You know what? I read my Bible and I pray, and God will tell me when to go to church and what you know. And, and, and so many people think, well, they can be saved without church. Understand, I need church, amen. And I don't need any kind of church, amen. I need the church that is going to tell me the truth, Lord, That they're not going to water it down for me, amen. They're going to give it to me the way that it is. And the truth is, i got to get my heart right. The truth is I gotta lay some things down and I gotta lift up my hands and he has to be the Lord over my life. And so I gotta believe. What I wanna talk about tonight is something that is huge. And that if I'm gonna be saved, I can't be saved without this. Because you will find out that repentance is not a popular thing to talk about. It's not something that people want to hear. It is not something that people want to do. But you'll find out that if I'm going to be saved, and if I'm going to experience God's great salvation, if I'm going to make it to heaven, that I must repent, and I must lay some things down, and I must turn away from some things. Repentance is more than just saying, I'm sorry. Repentance has to do with not only an outward change, but an inward change. There is a change that takes place. Yes, outwardly, I, if I was going down a certain direction, amen, making certain decisions, and I come before God, and I tell God that I'm sorry, I tell God, I ask God for forgiveness to cleanse me, to wash me, how many know that God will forgive us? True repentance, amen, fruit, a certain fruit, amen, will follow to show that there is genuine repentance that has taken place. You'll find out that repentance must be genuine. And this was one of the things that John the Baptist had a problem with the religious leaders that showed up as he was baptizing unto repentance. He had a problem with the religious leaders because he called them a generation of vipers. He knew that their motive and their reason for being there was all wrong. They weren't coming because they wanted to be baptized and they wanted to repent of some things. That wasn't the reason. They were coming to find issue with what John the Baptist was doing. And he called them a generation of vipers. And he said, who has warned you from of the wrath to come. He said, bring forth few meat for repentance. In other words, John the Baptist was saying, if you're here for the right reason, your actions need to show it, amen? And not only that, he begins to tell us how that when real repentance happens, amen, you're going to find out that the Lord... He doesn't waste time cutting off branches, amen. He gets down to the root of the issue, amen. And he said that the axe is laid to the root of the tree, amen. The truth is that if I'm going to come to God, amen, and if I'm going to get some things right with God, amen, I got to let God, amen, deal with what the real issue is ears. Amen. You'll find out that too many times I try to disguise things. Amen. Too many times we try to cut off branches, amen, then going to the root of the problem, amen, the root of the problem is, is that I'm very rebellious, amen, that I will do things my way, and I don't want nobody to tell me what to do, especially God, the root of the problem is, is that I got a lot of things going on in my heart, and in my life, that God told me to get rid of a long time. Man, and i still holding on to those things Can I tell you something I gotta let God I gotta let the word of God get down To my heart man, To the real issue man, And I gotta come before God With my hands lifted And with my voice raised Letting God know you. I must repent. I must repent. And the wonderful thing about God is that God gives us time. He gives us space to repent. Every uh, every day that I wake up and my eyes open and my heart is beating. It is another day. Listen. Not to continue in error. Not to continue to do it the wrong way. But it is a new day. Where I can get it right with God. I can come before the almighty God. Amen. And the Bible says that if I come. With a contrite spirit. And broken That God will not refuse, amen, that kind of a prayer or that kind of a sacrifice. I have to come before God and I have to know that I am in the wrong. I have to admit to myself that I need to change. It's not God's word that needs to change, amen? It's not the person that is telling me to repent that needs to change, amen? I need to change. Can I go ahead and just break the news tonight? God's word is not going to change for me, amen? It's not going to change to fit what I want to do. And how I will to live, right, man? The truth is, I got to come to the understanding that I need God, right, man, right man? It's the truth is, I'm the one that needs God, right, man? Can't the hell be honest? God wants me, but God don't need me, amen? Continue to be God, hey, so I need to recognize I'm the one that needs God. Hey, I'm the one that needs God's forgiveness. I'm the one that needs God's mercy. I'm the one that needs God's grace. Can I tell you? I don't want to be so proud that I can't lift up my hands and lift up my voice and let God know I'm nothing without you. I know I'm nothing but a pile of dust, and I'm going back to where I. Came from, but you are God, and you will remain God long after I am gone. Can I tell you something? I need the Lord's mercy, Lord. I need the Lord's blood to wash over my heart, to wash over my mind. I, need mercy, Lord, and mercy, I need to come in the feet of the water. That I need you to work in my life you Can be seated tonight. I say that because if I don't repent then the chances are I won't be saved. Because I can't receive the Holy Ghost without repenting. And God knows we need the Holy Ghost. I can't be renewed with the Holy Ghost without Repentance. I have to repent. Who needs to repent? All needs to repent. Every last one of us. And here they come to Jesus and they begin to talk to Jesus about what Pilate has done to certain Galileans. And Jesus asked them, Do you think that those Galileans were more sinners than others? He said, But I want you to understand. See, Jesus is gonna always help us to understand, Amen. That all need to repent, Amen. That you'll find out that sometimes people think that there's some people that are just worse off than others. That they are some evil people, Amen. And they need to get their life right. But can I just go ahead and break the news to us tonight? We all are some evil people, amen? Come on, somebody. Sin is sin, amen? Whether it's murder, whether it's fornication, whether it's lying, whether it's homosexuality, sin is all sin in the eyes of the almighty God. And I got to come before the Lord. I can't be poor for this. And I am, I promise you, God is not looking at it like that, Amen. We all are in fair, amen, and we all gotta find our way to the cross, Amen. And we all gotta come and humble ourselves and lift up. going to make it without repentance. And so he's going on and he's explaining this to them. He's explaining the fact that we are all called to repent. We are all called to come to a point where we recognize that the path that we are taking, that we are traveling, is the wrong path. And that it is time That while God has given me time, while God has given me space, while God is allowing me to come to church services, while God is allowing me to make it to prayer meetings, that I must take advantage of that time. And I must get some things cleared up with God. Amen. I must find an altar. I must find a place to pray. I must lift up my hands and I must lift up my voice. And I must ask God to wash over my heart. I must ask God to forgive me. Listen, for what I thought wrong, amen, that I know was not right. That I need God to forgive me for where I allowed my feet to take me, amen. That I knew I shouldn't have been there. For what I allowed my eyes to look at, amen, that I knew I shouldn't have been looking at. What I've allowed my ears to listen to, that I knew I should have been listening to. They was telling those dirty jokes, and Lord, I didn't get up and leave, Lord, well, like I knew I should have done, right? Come on, I gotta come before God. And I gotta tell God I need you to wash me of some things. I need you to cleanse my heart. I need you to cleanse my mind, Lord, I want to be so eternally. So I know you're giving me this time, Lord, to come and get it right on a Tuesday night, here, Lord. Before I leave here, I want to get it right with the Lord. I want to get it back out of the blood where it belongs. I want to come out before God. The book of Revelations the Bible tells us that Jesus begins to address a certain church and he had a problem because they allowed a certain spirit to hang around and it was the spirit of Jezebel. Now you can Look up Jezebel and all the things that she promoted. Um, there was nothing good about it. Um, she promoted um, idolatry, fornication. Um, just, it was some bad things. Just about everything. And you'll find out that he had a problem, amen, with the ch- that church, amen. He says, because you allow this spirit to hang around you. You allow this spirit to come in and you don't do anything about it. And you'll find out, he said, listen, I gave her room, I gave her space to repent and she would not repent. There are just some people that are so headstrong and that are just so determined that they are going to have it their way. Amen? That they will not repent of their sins. Amen? That even though of the Lord is calling them to repentance. Can I tell you something? When God puts the spotlight on us, amen, and when God reveals some things to us, amen, do you know that it's for our good? It's not to hurt us. It's not to harm us. It's not to put us out there. God is trying to get me to a place where I say I'm sorry, Lord, and that will need you to walk over my heart. I need you to forgive me Lord yes I know that I know God I know I shouldn't be doing that Lord I know I shouldn't be talking like that Lord God is not trying to put you on a blast God is trying to save you God is trying to live you. God is trying to give you an opportunity to turn it around and get a right in line with his word he's not trying to hurt us He's not trying to harm us. He is warning us. He is letting us know that if I don't repent, the outcome is not good. It's not good. He wants us to repent. He wants us to turn around. He wants us to get it in line with his word. God loves us. God's goodness is supposed to lead us to repentance. It's supposed to lead us to a point where we recognize God has been so good to me. That I could have died a long time ago. While I was out of the will of God. While I was in a backslidden Condition. How many know that we can sit on church pews and be so backslidden? You can go to church all day long, amen, and still be backslidden, amen, that you can't feel the word of God, amen, that you don't feel the soul of service, amen, there doesn't those songs that have been sung about the blood of the lamb, amen, those songs that have been sung by, about God's mercy and about God's grace that they no longer do anything to you, they no longer move you like before, what is going on? The chances are, is that I love God, amen, I will turn away from the living God, can I I tell you, friend, I don't want to find myself cold. I don't want to find myself in a root-world condition, in a root-world state. But I need Jesus, amen, to stir me up each and every day. And if there some things that I know is my way, I don't want to try to hide them, amen, and keep it under cover, amen. I want God, amen, to point it out to me, amen, in a prayer where I can get it right before. Out, amen. And and about my day, my day ends, and I haven't got some things under the blood. Pentance. you will find out that God called David, made him king of Israel, set him up. And the scripture says that it was a time where kings were to go out and battle. And that, listen, I'm going to tell you something. Listen, you want to know the first step to backsliding? Check out of the battle. Stop being engaged in what is going on in the kingdom of God. Stop being a part of what the church is doing. Amen. Stop having a burden for outreach. Stop having a burden for Bible studies. Stop having a desire to be in the house of the Lord. And it won't... See, because, listen, stop having a desire to stand up for holiness and righteousness. Because what people don't understand... That's the battle, amen We're fighting for what is right, amen We're standing up, amen In the midst of a wicked And perverse world And saying that there is a God, amen And it doesn't matter how weird You think we are, amen There is a truth, amen And we're standing up for that truth, amen We're standing up for holiness, amen We're standing up for righteousness Matter of fact, we're going to Our God in this fight. We we haven't let go, but we're still holding on to separation. We're still holding on to God We're still holding on to living right and talking right and walking right. You can be seated. But when this stops, I've checked out. I've turned around. I'm like Ephraim that listen was armed. And turned around in the day of battle. David sends everybody else to go out and fight. When he should have been leading the charge. And so he's hanging back in the palace. The Bible says he goes out one day. Looks out his over his balcony. And the Bible tells us that there was one by the name of Bathsheba. And that she was bathing. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. The crime is not in seeing something wrong. Because there are times, amen, that you have no control. We do live in a perverted world. We do live in an ungodly world. And so there are some times, there are some things that pops up. Sometimes you're in some areas where people are dressed in modest. There are some times you're in places, amen, that you can't, we can't live in a bubble, amen. God did not care us for that, amen. God called us to be right and to be witnesses, amen. So we can't live in bubbles, amen. We do amen. We we're not of the world. Amen. And so we got to live. We got to work a job. Amen. And so sometimes you may see something that is inappropriate. Amen. That you didn't have any control over. That's not the problem. The problem is when you keep going back to it. The problem is when you keep looking at it. The problem is when you gaze upon it, Amen. The problem is when you don't turn your head or when you don't get up. Amen. And walk away Summit. that is the problem, somebody gotta having right a real life, I want to stop using the world as an excuse for the well I'm living in the world, and we can't live above sin, yes we can, if you want to, if you want to be right, if you want to live right, if you want to, right, you want to, right, you want to be pleasing to the Lord God, yes we can, God will give us the strength, David saw her no doubt he continued to look upon her and it led him to have his servant to go and get her and bring her back to him and listen how many know it catches up with you the word comes back that she's pregnant and it's like the the prophet said that we commit sin to cover up another sin sin on top of sin and so he says you know what (laughs) Uh, go grab her husband and tell him listen You don't have to fight. You go home, you spend some time with your wife, and everything else will be all right. He wasn't concerned about him. He was trying to cover up. And the Bible says that the husband went, but the Bible says that he was so concerned about the battle. and He was so concerned about what was going on. That he would not listen. He would not go and he would not take time to be with his wife. But he was so concerned about the battle and what was going on. The Bible says the word got back to David. And David said, all right, this is what you're going to do. He wrote the letter. He said, listen, when, and listen, there's a good chance that all oh, Uriah delivered his own death sentence that the Bible says that the letter said listen when the battle gets real heated that I want you to withdraw from the battle they're leaving Uriah there to defend himself and uncovered and they did and he was killed in the battle And you'll find out that David took her and he married her he took her as his own. Year or two passed by no doubt he thinks that it's all done away with unrepented of anything of it and the Bible says that Nathan the prophet comes and he gives him a little parable. He says listen there was one amen that had everything. He had so much and that he had some friends coming into town. And there was one individual that had one little lamb. And that that individual that had such an, such an abundance. Says that he took that individual's one little lamb. Amen. To tend to his visitors. And Nathan asked David. What do you think should be done to that man? And David said. Surely. He should die, and Nathan looked at him, and Nathan said, "Where art the man?" And what Nathan was saying was, "God gave you so much. God gave you everything that you could possibly imagine." You know? and that you have done this wickedness. And you'll find out that the Bible says that Nathan told him that because of this, the sword will not leave your house, amen. You'll find out that the things that you saw and that you knew about that broke out in David's family, amen, amongst his children, amen. It was judgment because of his actions and because of his deed. But You'll find out that when Nathan told David this, David didn't get an arrogant attitude about him. David didn't get all pompous, well, I'm the king, it'll be all right. But you read Psalms 51, and 1, and the Bible says that this was David prepared for his deed, amen, and for his actions. And David, look at all of something, amen. Sheba. He said but against me and the alone have I sinned and can this week. And you read about a chapter in a chapter of a man that had God in sorrow, Amen. And how many know that God is sorrow? Can I tell you? I want to pray the right way, Amen. I want to ask them forgiveness the right way. I Say, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. Lord, I need your forgiveness. Lord, I need your worship. Take my lost spirit away oh, from I need your spirit. I need your power. I need the Holy Ghost in my life. I need to feel you. Be seated. He repented. Right way, he asked God for forgiveness. A prayer that he says, Lord, created me a clean heart, renewing me the right spirit. See, that is huge. See, because I can have a spirit, but it can't, it, it can chances are it might not be the right spirit. So, God, I need you to create in me the right spirit. I want to think right, Lord. I want to talk right, Lord. I want to have the right attitude, God. Attitude is a big deal, it's through attitude that you can tell what a person's spirit is like. It makes all the difference. So give me the right spirit, God. In a chapter where he says, Take not thy free spirit. Restore the joy of thy salvation unto me. He prayed a prayer. And you will find out that David did not blame anybody else. But he took responsibility. For his own actions. He recognized why he committed such an act. And the reason that he needed God's forgiveness. And the reason was he said that. And he said I was shapen in iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive me. He is recognizing. He is identifying that Lord I was born this way. I was born broken. I was born misshapen. I was born with this evil cursing, coursing through my veins. Somebody got to recognize what we really are without God. Amen. Somebody got to recognize what our real nature is, amen. And that there is nothing good about it. Listen, there's not a question whether I was so, it's a part of me, amen. It's a part of my to do it wrong And to say it wrong That's why we say You gotta repent amen. And you gotta go down In the name of Jesus And receive the gift of the Holy Ghost Amen Because That it's more than just coming to church. Listen. I'm not saying. We shouldn't bother coming to church. Okay. We need to be in the house of the Lord. But I'm saying. That it's more. Than that. That I have to. Start applying. Some things to my life. I have to start applying. What the good book is instructing me to do. And the good book. All throughout is instructing me to Repent To turn around To turn away From that which Is Contrary to the word of God And to the things of God You will find out that God Sent in the Old Testament That God sent prophets Unto his people Time and time again And the purpose was To turn their hearts back to the living God they had gone astray they had left their first love and they begin to start worshipping Baal, Ashtoreth different things like different idols, Dagon and you'll find out that God sends prophets, amen, to tell them when you read in those Old Testament and God is telling them to turn around God is telling them to return unto me. God is saying, repent. Get your heart right. Get your mind right. Turn away from the path that you are on and come back to me. He said in one place, he said that they've turned their backs to me and not their face friend, can I tell you, I need to turn my face unto the living God and I need to let God know that I need you, Jesus. I can't make it without going to find out that I'm miserable without God, amen? Can I tell you, I'm done faking and free for anybody in I'm miserable without God, amen? I'm miserable without the Holy Ghost. There is no peace in my life. There is no joy down in my heart when I live. Of God when I don't have a desire for the word of God but I come to find out that when I fall in love with the Word, there is a peace that will explode in my life can I tell you we gotta turn to the living God we gotta get our faces on him gotta get my mind on him This word repentance is huge. This thing called repentance is a big deal. That Peter stands up on the day of Pentecost. I'm going to tell you something. The difference between Peter and Judas is that Judas had a sorrow, but it was the sorrow of this world. Peter had a godly sorrow that worked to true repentance that caused him to get some things right with God, to get his heart right with God. You will find out that he is standing up on the day of Pentecost, and repentance will bring a great change about in your life. You know, the Bible tells us, listen, There is nothing wrong with confessing and saying that you are wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Amen. You'll find out that prideful people can't do that. Prideful people can't repent. They can't admit that they are wrong. But you will find out that it is a big deal. It is huge if I'm going to get anywhere with God. See, because here's the thing. I'm not the only one that's doing the work, amen? God is working with me, amen? You'll find out that the scripture tells us that if we would confess our sins, amen? Listen, that's me, amen, putting forth work, amen? But in return, he puts forth work as well. Because if I would confess my sins, that he is faithful and just, to forgive me of those sins, amen, and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. So I'm not the only one putting forth some work, amen. God is working with me as well, Amen. That when I would confess my wrong and when I would say, Lord, I'm wrong, God, and I need you to forgive me. I need you to wash me with your blood, you'll find out that He is faithful and just to do so, Amen. How many know that you got a God, Amen, that loves you that much, amen, that he will cleanse you, and that he will forgive. My voice I'm so glad that He showed To be faithful To let me I'm not going to leave you out in the cold I'm not going to leave you But if you will come And if you will get it right with me I will you. I will I will fill you With my good spirit And that promises to All of us it is to us all. It doesn't matter your nationality. It doesn't matter what side of the tracks you're on. Doesn't matter how big your bank account is, the rich man needs to repent and the poor man needs to repent as well. We all, amen, need to get our hearts right with God, because the truth be told, my money ain't gonna get me to hell. But if I got the blood of Jesus on my life, amen, as it signifies that all of my sins have been washed away, amen, and if I got the power inside of me my name is written down in the Lamb's book of life and so Peter stands up and he tells them they want to know how do I make this right we recognize through your preaching amen that we are wrong see preaching the word of God it highlights, it shows me exactly that I am out of the way. How I'm out of the way. And God is not doing it to hurt me. He's doing it to save me. He's showing me how many would like to be going down the wrong, going down the wrong direction. And if you keep driving, amen, that chances are you can come, you can collide with head on traffic or either drive off a cliff somewhere how many appreciate signs that say you can't go that way hey how many appreciate those signs that when you come out of the bank amen or or out of uh public somewhere that those signs that says do not enter amen because you know other traffic is going to be coming out that way how many appreciate those signs amen that you know that you can't come this way if those signs wasn't there you probably would have been in a head on collision or something that would wash your life. how many are glad that God amen tells us to turn around amen that God says don't go that way, amen, that God says don't go right here, amen, that God says that's not where you need to be hanging out, amen, matter of fact, let me show you where to go, there's a church that you need to go to, amen, and in that church, amen, I'm going to show you the right way, I'm going to tell you the truth, amen, anybody glad for the truth, amen, anybody glad that a person, amen, then pat you on the back, amen, When you to and you was on your way to the devil's head. And they told you everything is alright. And you're alright. I'm, I'm glad that somebody told you you to gotta repent. And, and you gotta go down in the name of Jesus. And that God will fill you with his spirit. I'm thankful for that. You can be seated tonight. He's calling us. Calling us to repentance. God's working on our heart. But he is saying that if you don't if you refuse that the chances are we're going to lose. In the book of Revelations those where he's talking to those churches let us stand tonight. There is a common theme there and that theme is Repent those churches that a lot of them were doing some things that were right but there were some things that weren't quite all together and he said repent that church listen the reason I say that the spirit matters amen and what kind of spirit you have matters and I'm going to tell you something you can't be walking with the king. Amen. And have a foul spirit. You can't be walking with the living God. Amen. And have. And, and and use divisive tactics. Amen. And be cunning and crafty. Amen. Why? Because that's not of God. The devil used those kinds of tactics. You'll find out. That this church was doing a lot of stuff. They were doing a whole lot of things. There was a problem. They left their first love. And here's what I've come to find out. You can't leave your first love and be right up here. You can't. You can't leave God. And what does it mean to leave God? not to communicate with God not to spend time with God not to be concerned about how he feels and what he thinks about certain things and about what I'm getting involved in I can't be right up here this heart cannot be right if I've left my first love it's impossible he's what keeps this right God knows. I tried on my own and failed miserably. And he said, you guys are doing this, you're doing that. You've held on to my name. All of these things. He says, but I got a problem with you. And this is how you know it was serious with God. God said, repent. He said, lest I remove your candlestick out of his place. God calls us to repentance when he sees that things are out of place. When he sees that we have backed up from some stuff. that he sees that the relationship is not quite how it used to be. God calls us to repent and to get some things right when it comes down to saving us and delivering us and filling us with his good spirit, God can't do it unless I'm able to come and humble myself and say, Lord, I need your forgiveness. I need you to help me to stop doing this. I need you to help me to stop talking like this. I need you to help me to stop listening to this. I need you to help me to stop looking at this i need you god to help me to stop going in this atmosphere i need your help the wonderful thing about god is that he will help us through his word god will help us through us praying and communicating with god god will give us the strength to say no to those things he will God wants us to be saved. God is saying, listen, I know you think that person on your job is real bad. And I know you think that they're ugly. But recognize each and every day I get up. I got to find a place to pray. I got to fall down on my knees. And I got to let God remind me exactly what I am without him. And that I need to plead the blood over my life. I need to ask God to wash me. I need to ask God to help me. I need to ask God to lead me and guide me and direct me and order my footsteps. I want to be right with God. I want to be right with God. I want to repent of everything. Amen. Of it all. I want to repent of secret faults. Amen. Things that I may not even know that I didn't do, amen. That I know that I said the wrong thing. Do you know that you can have a bad attitude and not even know it? You can snap at people and not even know it because it's come to no- become the norm for you to talk that way and to deal with people that way and you think it's okay but you're actually offending people and you're actually hurting people's feelings and you don't even know it. I need to ask God to wash me. I need to ask God to open up my eyes, open up my understanding to what I'm saying and how I'm saying it and how it's coming out of my mouth because I don't want to rub nobody the wrong way. I don't want to offend nobody. God, I don't want to be out of, out of line with your word and out of sync with your word. I want to be right with you, Jesus. Can we come down to the altar tonight? Thy hands lifting lifted and our voices raised. Let's, let's just call upon the name of the Lord. Let's ask God to work on our hearts, Lord. We want to be right with you, Jesus. We want to be in line with you, dear God. Oh, Lord, we want things, dear God, to go undone, Lord, in our life, Lord. But we want to get it out in the open, dear Lord. We want to clear it out with you, Jesus. Lord, anything, dear God, that I love, speak so right Anything, dear God, that I may, Lord, have Oh Lord, we need you, Jesus.